You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A number one of the new uniform era, and boy, oh boy, it is glorious. Where are Friday football fans at? Johnny Venable, Bo Brock, BHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Bo Brock got a chance to talk to the power couple in the desert now. <laughs> Was that the first time we've seen them together, just the two of them side by side? Side by side, hand holding. Um, no, I. I mean, we saw them. I guess they, they were, were solo Bidwell. at the combine, right? They, they were with Bidwell when yeah, they, they were a, a power triangle during the introductory press conference for Jonathan Gannon. But Monty was on the stage. Yeah, I guess this is the the first time we got them as the. Uh, it's, it's just a couple dudes being bros on on stage together talking about the NFL draft. It was mostly the Monty show today. At trying to uh, smoke screen, but at the same time answer respectfully reporters' questions. And right out of gates, uh, I fudged up. You what know, do you do? I think I think that the 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 entire media fudged up big time today. You're so soft. Nobody asked the question about Isaiah Simmons' fifth year option and whether or not oh it's been picked God. up. Will it be picked up oh by the uh, beginning of next mm. month? It's an important one that Cardinals fans, I think, deserve an answer for. Um, you, you noticed that there was no Isaiah Simmons at the uniform unveiling last night, even though you see his number nine Jersey in the team shop, uh, on display with a lot of the other well-known Cardinals players early on. Um, but I even was talking to our guy, Howard Balzer, who was our, our beat reporter for PH next Cardinals. And he had that, that, that question locked and loaded. He was going to ask that. And then we we're, we we're shut down after 30 minutes after Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon were so uh, just uh, nice with their time and answered several questions. We just never asked the question about Simmons, and we ran out of time. We ran out Whoopsies. of clocks. Whoopsies. It happens. Uh, I'm going to save everybody the trouble. They're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. I firmly believe <laughs> that. So we can move on from that. Isaiah Simmons, not at any of the voluntary workouts, not at the uniform shoot. Uh, you look at some of those photos that are on the website, like Ertz took pictures even though he wasn't there last night. No Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they're not picking up his fifth year option. You say, Bo didn't do anything wrong. We're just, we don't need to ask questions we have the answer for. <laughs> Hello, if you watch this programming for the last two months, Han shop first. Love you, my guy. Can't wait to party. Got my PHNX shirt today in the mail, fellas. Can't wait for the free brew on you all next Thursday. I cannot wait as well. We're going to be at Four Peaks downtown Tempe partying. NFL draft. You come with your PHNX shirt. This is not one of them. This is Ric Flair. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, you get a free brewski from Bo and I. That's right. Well, that $3 Redbird lager. Hope you like it. <laughs> hey, or no, whatever. You know what? the pitchers are five. Well, bucks. You, you, we also have the PHNX beer specials that we always have. Uh, last mm-hmm. Wednesday, we have $3 kilts and $3 wow. So you've got three delicious beers. Perfect. From. But look, it is the season. The reason for the season is the Arizona Cardinals and their drafting mm-hmm. on Thursday night and then the rest of the weekend. Uh, so let's celebrate with some Redbird lager. I think that, that we should all do that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the reason I ask is this is the first time that the two have been up there together. The brain trust is because yeah. I'm conditioned to see two other men up there, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, horror show before the draft. And we're going to talk about Steve Kime a little bit later on. But it was like today was the first time, you know, I'm watching that presser boat. We're like exchanging clips to try to get on the Twitterverse. 
And I'm like, man, this is this feels real now. Like it, it really yeah. hadn't sunk in yet that these two guys are working together. They're putting the team together because they they punted on free agency yet again. They ghosted us during free agency with all due respect to Zach Pascal and Kaiser White. They didn't have some big elaborate press conference for a new free agent, right? The team sites using Forky to sign contracts. If you watch those <laughs> clips, like it's been a little bit of a clown show in the month right. of March. So now it's like, oh, okay, the draft is here. And here they are. And what were your impressions today, Bo, getting to chat it up with the old brain trust for the for Absolutely. The we should give him a celebrity power couple name, like uh, Monathan uh, Ganonfort. What do you think? Monathan Ganonfort? Are we on board with that? as bad as it sounds, and I think we need a lot more time to workshop that. Um, <laughs> that's Look, awful. We heard this last night from Jonathan Gannon himself. He was doing the acapella Q&A, actually, no, with mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals media crew, answering questions from the crowd. Um, and he had said that as far as throughout this pre-draft process, working with Imani Ford, that they'd uh, kind of had an exercise between the two of them, and they yeah. wanted to write down 10 prospects that they wanted in this draft, right? And they connected, and they were synonymous with – or not synonymous. They were actually lockstep on eight of them. They, they both had eight of these 10 prospects that they had written down the same. So they have a very similar mindset of, as far as the caliber of player, the caliber of prospect, and how they view this draft class. Monty Austin Ford opened up today's press conference with almost a statement thanking the staff, getting this thing together, putting this oh. draft board, and being prepared for next week on the fly. And he yeah. thanked several departments. And I think that that's important. That's, 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 it's a minor detail, but as far as what's surrounding this organization, all the noise – uh, for Monty Osmort to come out and be grateful for his staff putting in the work, all the work that they needed to do from the from the All Star Game starting in Mobile, you have the Shrine Game in, in Vegas, and other ones that might pop up around the country, and the stick outing that goes into, and the manpower, how much, how many hours you're putting on the road, uh, and and for them to be able to have a solid board that he said they're about. He was being modest, 95%, but then also said it's probably at 100%. And then next week, they're going to really start to maybe ramp up some discussions about trading down from the third overall pick uh, and, and really start to do things as far as scenarios for this draft. Uh, they're as prepared as, as, a, as a regime could possibly be, a front office could possibly be, given that Monty got the job in January. Yeah, and the biggest name right now associated with this team, at least as they stick and pick potentially at pick three is Will Anderson Jr. And thankfully it was asked, what do they think about Will Anderson yeah. Jr.? And uh, here was Monty Austin Ford. Well, I mean, I think with any trade that comes up, there's got to be opportunity, right? So there's <laughs> got to be, it takes two teams to make a trade. All right. That's the first thing. And, you know, I think that's something that we're going to really dive into next week is you know if if the phone does ring and and someone shows interest then we're going to have to weigh that right it's a it's a give and take is 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 there a player there that we we want to take there and there obviously is there's only two players that are going to be drafted ahead of where we pick and so we have to weigh that versus uh if there is an offer and what exactly that offer is so you know i think those talks will, will really start progressing next week but it's it's one that we're going to have to wait and see just what what opportunities are or aren't there there's been discussions, I'd say, back as far as the combine. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty preliminary back then. Um, you know, it started to pick up here, and I would say it's going to continue to pick up as we get closer to next Thursday night. And then Gannon kind of followed up. He's like, I can't wait to see my guy Monty get on the phones and, and work, work, these, uh, work these organizations wanting to trade up to three to potentially select a quarterback. Um, so... Uh, you know, and he says that that almost ad nauseum, Monty is talking about you know potential scenarios at three. So, and, and that was not about Will Anderson. And, and here's yeah, why we don't have Will Anderson's clip because he didn't tell us anything about Will Anderson when he, he answered. said he was a good player. He's like, yeah. Will's a good player. Oh, what really? Well, Water's here's wet. My, I got a problem with that. I like the new white and black uniforms. What else do we already know? I have a problem with that. <laughs> I I think I think he misplayed that because I think you come here. The here are the pros. Come out and gush over Will Anderson Jr. We think Will Anderson Jr. is a generational type of prospect. What does that do? It gets Houston maybe more enticed to take him second overall. And it also convinces these teams that you're dead set on trading down that, hey, we have a we have a fallback. We love Will Anderson Jr. Did you see our press conference last Thursday? We gushed over Will Anderson Jr. 
We're not taking your scraps, Indianapolis or Vegas or Tennessee. I saw that today, and I'm like, I know what he's trying to do because he called Hopkins a good player later, and we're going to have that yeah. clip. You needed to gush over Will Anderson Jr. because I think it helps you twofold. I think it does. I think it helps you with Houston and these teams that are trying to saddlebag you with pennies on the dollar trying to trade up. You need to instill the sense of urgency that we're just going to take Will Anderson and somebody – Behind us is going to take a quarterback, and you're going to miss out on said quarterback. I do think, think they fudge that up. You a think bit. the league is looking at the pre-draft press conference? Yes, of course they fucking are. Fucking smokescreen in the history of all press conferences. I, and they're I gonna, think they're going to they're going to hold like anything Monty Wasserford says is going to hold weight in their opinion as far as I, how they feel about a player. I think they could have taken a note out of Pete Carroll's book. We asked Pete Carroll at the combine. It was asked to Pete right in front of us. Do you like these quarterbacks? Are you going to do your homework? And he gushed and he said, Absolutely. We're going to be in the market for a quarterback. We like these. We're going to do our due diligence. This is right after they signed Geno Smith because he knows how to play the fucking game. And if they take a quarterback, then he was proven right. But if he doesn't, he instills a sense of urgency for somebody to trade up in front of him. So a good position player falls. You to him. think GMs are watching this press conference like people I, watch Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show? I feel like good. Like, like, did you hear what he said about Will Anderson? He thinks he's just a good player. Do you well, think that, just, we're I not think, moving up? We're not going to take I think him. That was a I think that was a mistake. I think you go. He's a, he's an all time great college player because he is. He's yeah. an all time great college player. I think good is a little. Ins you know who's a good player. You know, uh, let's let's name name a mid first rounder like um, one of these second like Lucas Van Ness is a good player, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Avilia that I love is a good player. Those are good players. Will Anderson Jr. is basically the consensus top non quarterback in this class. He's a good player. I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a nitpick, but I saw that and I'm like, there was there's no downside for you to gush about Will Anderson Jr. None, none. Yeah, I mean. Good. It depends on, I guess, what, uh, where, because if, if Monty Osford, I was almost gasping when he said that, that DeAndre Hopkins is just a good player. Uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to it later. Yeah. We'll get, he likes the word good, I guess. What's does. great. So maybe it's good, holds more weight. And then well, I'd love to see what he, who he thinks is a great player. Right. Um, this but, is a good podcast, by the way. Yeah, I think it's a it's 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 good. It's just above mid. The uh, Monty Awesome Ford. I don't think he's in the business of trying to, you know, verbally dance around too much. But he, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their their thoughts on Will Anderson. Will Anderson is one of the more I think proven commodities in this draft. Like the quarterback class, it, it's. It's not, you know, one of the, the greatest quarterback classes. It obviously obviously has its questions on each prospect. Yeah. And that's what's driving interest as far as the third overall pick. You really think that Will Anderson and, and how Monty Osfort describes him, and not necessarily that, but just that it need the, the interest needs to be driven to Houston taking him too, because I think really where it the it really is important is in paramount is the quarterback prospects in this draft yeah that's fair and, and right I, now there's, there is an assault there is a kyler murray s kyler murray last offseason esque assault through media leaks on cj stroud yeah. it's unbelievable it is if you watched him against georgia even with an elite you know skill set and skill positions at ohio state i mean it was the best quarterback outing against georgia in two years right and he and poor guy they're saying now shouldn't even be a first rounder. It's ridiculous. I, I, I think it's GM's purposely leaking stuff because they want him to fall. That's the only rationale I can think of. Anthony Richardson is going top three though. I feel pretty good about that based on people agree. I've talked to. Anthony Richardson, I think, is a freight train from hell, and teams <laughs> are going to regret not taking him high. And he's got the skill set. Teams have fallen in love now because of the early success of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts in particular, and to a lesser extent, Lamar Jackson, that you can run around in the NFL and buy your time being able to throw the football, and you can win games that way. And I think that's why people are still bullish on Justin Fields. I think Richardson falls in that same category. He, he has elite speed. Like everybody, this is, and I've said this before, this is what everybody thought Trey Lance was going to be. But Trey Lance is slow. He's a bum. He's a bust. He can't play. This kid, we saw him at the combine, runs a legitimate 4-4. He's got a hose for an arm. They just have to tweak his accuracy a little bit. I, I think that's easier said than done. 
I think in today's NFL, though, you can fuck around with a 58 to 62% completion in the first two years if a guy's running for 600 yards and you can scheme up an, an offense around that. Right. Look at Chicago. So, that's right. So to me, I, I, I think Cardinals will be just fine. I got asked today, you know, we got into it yesterday on our earlier show, 4 p.m. before the uniform announcement, like trade down options. If I had to guess today, I would still firmly be in the camp about 75, 80%. They're going to trade down. All these players are in a bucket. And the more I hear out of Detroit, the more they like Gonzo, Christian Gonzalez. I think Tyree Wilson's going to be the pick at pick seven for the Arizona Cardinals. I think they trade down with the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders come up for a quarterback, some quarterback, and they take Tyree Wilson. If I if I had to guess right now, and this is a messaging that Bo and I have been hearing for two months. Yeah. Do you get any concern? Do you pause at all when you see Detroit willing to part ways with a guy that they utilize the third overall pick in the same draft that that Isaiah Simmons was selected eighth overall and they traded him, uh, they traded Jeff Okuda. And then, you know, you've, you've got Detroit obviously in the market for a corner at six, and then you've got Atlanta behind that. Uh, that would be in the market for, they just released Casey Hayward. I guess, do, do they come back and play for a cornerback, even though they've kind of added in added this offseason and they've got yeah. AJ Terrell too wearing the Falcons uniform. I don't think Falcons are a player, but I, these, these two corners seem like along with Will Anderson to have the least amount of question marks, but yeah. I think the Cardinals and they've been infatuated with Tyree since, since the offseason began and people got hired and in the building, we know that. And so I, I think there's a really good chance that one or both corners could be taken ahead of the Arizona Cardinals. I think you could look at Seattle and Detroit taking the corners and the Cardinals will be fine with that. Um, I don't know what Arizona thinks of Devin Witherspoon. I, I would bet they like him, but do they like him more at like 10 or 11? So, I know they they, ha- yeah. they want to take Christian Gonzalez or Tyree Wilson or maybe Will Anderson in the top seven picks. They had a formal interview with Witherspoon at the Combine. He told me but that. I haven't met with him since. But, well, they saw, they went to his pro day. They went to his personal pro day right. in Champaign when he was working out. He, he, didn't, he didn't work out at the Combine. He, he ran the 40... At Illinois, he ran a 4.42 and a 4.46, and then the tape is, it'll blow you away. I mean, how physical he is, just absolutely lighting up receivers, running backs, taking on running backs, uh, and then his instinctiveness, it's, you gotta like, you, you can really fall in love with a prospect like this, but then you look at Gonzalez, and you're like, my God, 6'2", 200 pounds, 40-plus inch vertical of sub four four forty. It's absurd, and then you see his tape and, and his ball skills at at Oregon. It's like it's just like last draft. It's like you're gonna see. I know it was a pair of corners top five there, but you're gonna see a pair of t- corners here top ten. It almost seems like that's inevitable. Easily, and I I have a preference with Gonzo because I prefer ball skills and being able to take the football away. Yeah, and I I think with Witherspoon, and this is not a knock on him. It's like Buda Baker playing corner, and that's great, but. To me, it's like the prototypical safety, or excuse me, the corner that's built into a lab is over six foot, and this kid's six two. He's got huge wingspan, and he's got elite speed. Right? I don't like. Can he tackle? Sure. I don't really. I don't really care about that initially. Like the Cardinals struggle with takeaways, and they need a, a ball hawk that can be a number one defensive back and lock down these receivers like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf. I mean, Patrick Peterson didn't particularly love to tackle, and he was an all-pro for this franchise. So Gonzo would be my first choice. I don't know if I'd pick Car- Christian Gonzalez, though, over Tyree Wilson. Because if the Cardinals talk themselves into Tyree Wilson as just a freak defensive end, I, I think you can get supplemental corner help later, and I like Marco Gonzalez more than most. I haven't yet decided if I if I think Tyree Wilson is the best option for them after Will Anderson, but I'm warming up to the idea. That's tough. I mean, it's, it's still look at the lack of production in, in the Big 12 uh, as far as, you know, coming off a foot, right? Are they talking about a back with Tyree Wilson? I don't want to say anything that's, that's not that, true. That true. Here, let me give it a quick Google. Um, Backyotomy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's 6'6", 276. He's, he, he's going to be 23 in May, so he's a little bit older. Um, so so you, you figure, okay. 23 in May. So he say he makes it through and he gets his fifth year option picked up by the end of so his gets, first year. Twenty one big contract. Yeah, and if he's it, nicked up, 
I mean, like, what this is first world problems. The Cardinals never get second extensions with their first round pick, but <laughs> well, it's that's because that's of the old GM that we're going to talk about after a while. Yeah, I if I I think they like him because there's a possibility that on early downs he you can kick him inside and you can run two to three man fronts and let him play the run and then yeah. on passing down. I retract the back thing. I don't see anything about a back. It must. It, Listen, he's not a per, he's not a perfect prospect. None of these guys are, right. and that's the hard part. Where where it's going to be double time hard is the Suggs 2.0 situation that you outlined. If this team trades down to take him, and Will Anderson Jr. is available, and Will Anderson Jr. goes to Seattle, and you you pick two picks later, and you get a couple picks, and you're feeling good, and you fast forward to next season, and it's evident Tyree and Will Anderson, the gap is as significant as we all thought. And we out we outthought the room. We looked at measurables and you know his wingspan, which is a freak show. And you just look, Will Anderson Jr. is a better football player. That's po- that's a possibility that they're going to have to wait. Yeah, I mean Wilson, you can absolutely talk yourself into it. Just what he can do, the physicality, right, the size, the length. Like we, we saw when JJ Watt and and uh, Zach Allen were rolling last year, and not only were they getting in the backfield and be disruptive that way, pushing pockets, but also batting footballs down. To have a guy that size like Clay's Campbell, to uh, just a little bit shorter than Clay's Campbell, but not by much, right? Just an absolute, just just mountain of a man. Yeah. Uh, it 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 it's something that when you're an offensive play caller and you're scheming for the Cardinals, you're going to have to think about each and every play where Tyree Wilson's going to be. Yeah. Will Anderson Jr. about 18 months younger than Tyree Wilson, so so no. Yeah. yeah, but you play factor. It's not if, if you're flipping a coin that I think that dictates it. I mean, Lance Zerline, who by the way feels like Houston is going to take Will Anderson Jr. Uh, pro comp. So rap sheet was on Ware. today. Did you I saw hear his that. comments. Yeah, and he still I, maintains. I saw his comments. I didn't hear it though. Yeah, he he still maintains. He'll believe it when he sees it that Houston is not going to take a quarterback because are they going to take a quarterback at 12? Or are they going to just take whoever's remaining? Are they going to go? Uh, so if it goes Bryce young one to Carolina, they take Will Anderson at two and then you've got Cardinals trading out at three. So you've got a quarterback going at three, uh, either Stroud or, or Richardson. And then Indy takes whatever's left there. And then you've got Will Levis potentially lasting until 12, or you've got, Hendon Hooker, you're going to take that chance of a, a guy coming who had a late season ACL tear at Tennessee, uh, and, and I know his stock is is going is trending way high. Uh, it's just that's going to be your solution at quarterback because right now it's Davis Mills and Case Keenum, and that's not enough uh, for for anybody. Well, they had two first round picks last year. You remember what they did? Houston took a corner. They took Derek Stingley Jr., which is he might be good, but he, he's not as good as the kid who went behind him. Uh, and then they also took Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. We were high on him last year. Um, and then they had a high pick in the in the second round. They took a safety out of Baylor. They took a wideout, John Mechie the third in the second round. They took an, a linebacker from Alabama. They they just went BPA last year. They just said, we're going to yep. flip a corner. We're just going to take the best player on our board last year. Can they do that? With two more first round picks, can they have four first round picks and no quarterback in a two year span and not take a quarterback? I maybe definitely possible. It's like the Denver, it's it's the Denver thing, right? Denver kept just building its roster for years, right? And they tried a quarterback they missed in the back end of the first round with Paxton Lynch, and and they tried some vet guys, (laughs) and it was just it was just a, a revolving door of quarterbacks that just couldn't get it done. But you looked at the roster over overall and you're like, this is just a quarterback away. And yeah. they, they always had, they were close right in the draft. And then they decided to, they would take a Jerry Judy here. You know, they, they take like a Patrick Sertain and then they were forced their hand to give up future draft capital to trade for a proven commodity quarterback. It's like, yeah, you can do that, but you've also haven't made the place playoffs in six. You have one of the longest playoff droughts in the NFL because of that. Yeah. I mean, how much is, is um, the new head coach dictating this pick? Does he just, is he infatuated with Will Anderson jr? We're going to find out Kev Brooks. Thank you so much. 499 super chat. TJ Watt, Will Anderson jr. Have the same measurables. I hate that argument. Kev, you're speaking to the choir. 
we would take Will Anderson Jr. over over our Tyree Wilson. But we've been hearing for two months they like Tyree Wilson. And we had Benjamin Albright on this show tell us to our faces, like they don't love Will Anderson Jr. And I I, I don't know. I don't know how you cannot love Will Anderson Jr. as a right? player, as a person. Well, that was what I that was my point. I don't know, 20 minutes ago. It's just like okay. as far as Things that we feel like we know to be true in this draft is Will Anderson is going to be a really good football player in the NFL. And yeah. it's like Tyree Wilson, I can't say without any without the reasonable doubt that he's going to be legit, right? I mean, you you like you you obviously can fall in love with him as a prospect, but as far as the production, you weren't getting it when he was playing the likes of of Kansas or you know some <laughs> other trash. Well, I, Kansas bounced back this year. I'm sorry. No, but, they're trash. It's a trash. <laughs> Big Let me ask you this. Um, do, do the Cardinals get a pass from you? Hypothetically, they trade down from three. Will Anderson's there. Will Anderson goes to Seattle. Is a really good player for Seattle. Not Nick Bosa, but he's often on Pro Bowl or eight to 12 sacks every year. Mm -hmm. Cardinals trade down to seven. They trade down to 11, whatever. And they get a bunch of picks. And it yeah. kickstarts their rebuild. Yes. And it's a success. Do you hold it against Monty Austin Ford and Company? No. I say that that's what you had to do because, and I've, and I've said this and I'm going to maintain it is you can't draft based on fear of giving a division opponent, a player. You, yeah. Even if it means Seattle gets Will Anderson, if you trade out and you get a hall of picks that you can turn not only into multiple potential players and starters, this draft, but also next draft, if, especially yeah. if you take three and you turn it into another future one, I mean, that's what you're looking for because how many starters are they away? They're not one starter away. They're <laughs> double-digit starters away for this roster. So the way to really kind of kickstart things is is acquiring future draft capital. And, and the way you do that is through your current assets. And you have two assets right now. You've got the third overall pick. And, and who knows? I mean, maybe even 34 becomes something depending on how the chips fall. Uh, in, in round one, like maybe yeah. maybe you trade down for for more future draft capital on day two, um, but you know it, it's 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 important for that's I think Monty Austin Ford's biggest uh, thing this offseason is acquiring and accumulating draft capital and future assets to to really kind of dig in on this on this uh, rebuild. Z Professor, $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Z, friend of the program. I think D'Amico Ryans wants his boss and Will Anderson, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't di I don't disagree that Houston wants Will Anderson. I think that's legitimate. Mm -hmm. But how much can they say, well, we love Will Anderson, but we also like, who can we trot out a quarterback for this poor fan base? Went through the Deshaun Watson saga and then last year's debacle, Lovey Smith kind of sabotaging the team's chances at Bryce. I mean, you just, at some point, you got to pull the trigger. Uh, if you haven't pulled the trigger yet on BetMGM Sportsbook, what are you doing? Thank you so much. Big thank you last night to everybody that came out for the BetMGM Sportsbook Watch Party at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium, Phoenix Suns, getting that dub in L.A. on the road. We're going to keep that party going throughout the course of the NBA playoffs. Every single Phoenix Suns playoff game away is going to be with us. PHNX, PHNX Suns at BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but specifically, we're showing a little favoritism to our AZ audience. You're going to get up to 100 bones and bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works download the BetMGM app, sign up with bonus code PHNX, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You're going to get $10 in bonus bets instantly. Regardless of the outcome of your wager, just make sure you're using that bonus code, that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Again, watch parties presented by Neutral the entirety of the Phoenix Suns postseason. If you were there last night, food, drink specials, PHNX giveaways, BetMGM deposit matches, and more. Join us by grabbing your free tickets in the show notes. Uh, I hope that there isn't too many more uh, away games in LA, but we'll see. Um, and now you can check out the disclaimer from our guy, Shane Diefenbach.
Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We've officially reached uh, less than a week to our NFL draft party. Less than one believe, week. I can't believe it. I can't from believe today. It. Six days away is our NFL PHNX Cardinals draft party at Four Peaks Draft Day Live with PHNX Cardinals podcast. April 27th. We're starting things off at 2 p.m. I recommend you get there as early as possible. Get primo seats for the live watch along the first round of the draft at Four Peaks H Street Pub. By Monday, that's going to be the week up. But as of right now, we're under a week until our draft party. I cannot wait. As Johnny mentioned earlier in the show, we are going to be giving, buying beers for each and every one of you that uh, come in wearing your PHNX locker gear. Show Johnny and myself that you support the show. You support the what we're doing here at PHNX Sports, wearing your gear. We're going to buy you a beer. $3 Redbird Glogger pints. You can buy them all night. You got $3 Wows, $3 Kilt Lifters. Here's the best deal of the night, actually. $5 Redbird Lager pitchers. Have your friends hang out with you, meet some new friends, and share uh, some Cardinals conversation over a Redbird Lager pitcher. You got your usual PHNX specials, as I mentioned, $3 Kilts uh, and Wows. Best place to take in the NFL draft. I mean, look, we mentioned it yesterday. We had a great viewer that 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 kind of put it in perspective, this reset, new coach, new GM, new uniforms, new players. It starts on Thursday. Do it with us, the PHNX Cardinals draft party at Four Peaks. You register for free. We're going to have a link in the show notes. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy that. those beers we're going to buy you. But uh, do it responsibly. Do it responsibly all the time and on Thursday. Uh, I want to remind everybody, too, anybody who came out to the Great Lawn last night, BetMGM Sportsbook got a free uh, $100 in free bets on the BetMGM app. Uh, So hopefully more of that to come. I like free money. Uh, I don't know if we can pass along some of that free money to Buda Baker and DeAndre Hopkins to get them to stay in Arizona, Bo Brock. But nonetheless, Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon were asked about the status, specifically of the uh, all-pro wide receiver at the presser today. And here's what old Monty had to say. Yeah, so here's what I'd say is I'd say I, myself, JG, um, we've had a lot of conversation with Buddha and his representation, a lot of productive conversations, and those continue to happen. Um, I understand that, that Buddha went public with his, uh, his request last week. Um, you know, I would say that the conversations that I've had with Buddha um, are going to, I want those to remain between Buddha and I. Those are personal. Um, those are private. And you know, I'm not going to get into a situation where I'm uh, handling uh, uh, one of those situations in, in the public forum. So I hope you guys appreciate kind of that. But again, I, I think I've been clear about how I feel about Buddha as a person and a player, and, and nothing about that has changed. Yeah, I mean, pretty much lays it out there. They're having conversations, but at the same time, he's not going to play out, relay what those conversations have been about. You know whether or not that they're going to uh, you know, entertain any trade requests or entertain potentially making Buda Baker one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL. I would say that neither of those two options are part of the conversations, regardless of what Monty Osford just told us that they've been productive. I'm sure they've been productive as far as you got two more years on your deal. Uh, we got a club option coming up after next season. Um, and we're staring down the NFL draft less than a couple of, you know, a week away at this point, we got some business to take care of. And, and we, you know, we hope once when the time comes, when it's mandatory that you're going to be here and then you're going to be a part of this team. And maybe that was brought with some positivity or production. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I take it at face value. I'm sure Monty Austin Ford would prefer that they keep it in house. Like he mentioned, but I don't think they have any interest in trading Buda Baker. I've been told they're not going to trade them uh, that they feel like this is probably hopefully going to blow over and they're going to be able to mend things at <clears throat> training camp and mini camp and practice. I don't get the sense that he's going to hold out. We found out through certain channels 
that Kyler Murray had planned to hold out last offseason, and that kind of exacerbated his contract a little bit, accelerated the negotiations. That's not going to happen with Buda Baker. Buda Baker doesn't make nearly as much money, and it's a position that is devalued around the NFL. And he's valuable to the Cardinals. How valuable is he to the other 31 teams in terms of giving up premium compensation, both in draft picks and, 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 and money? I think that's that's a difficult sell. I expect Buda Baker to be here. Yeah, I, I do too. And it, why are you not seeing? And, and Monty says, you know, you're not going to see us play it out in a public forum. And like you probably saw that last offseason, the Kyler negotiation. Then you saw it, you know, play through different sources, right? Whether in, in the media, you're not going to see that through Buda Baker for a couple reasons. One, uh, they they respect Buda Baker. And yeah. what the f are you going to say about Buda Baker? I mean, what do you you don't? There's no like he is can't make it ugly. as advertised. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that this is going to be. As far as kind of a, a hard nose negotiation, this is going to probably, I would assume, and, and I could look really wrong, but I, I feel pretty confident in saying this, like it's going to be pretty amicable as far as this goes. Don't you think? I mean, it's not going to be, um, you know, where he's going to, he's going to force his way out, you know, kind of like no. an NBA superstar would. And as far as, cause I don't, I don't even think he has the leverage to do so. I mean, you can't feel like he has the leverage with two um, years left on his deal. Yeah, I think Cardinals might be paying for the fact that Trey Lance was busted and the third overall pick teams, do they trade up for the third best quarterback? I think it also in a weird way helps them with the Buda Baker situation where the Jamal Adams trade has been a disaster. So in a lot of ways, it's like, look at the, look at the template that's been set by other teams. Yeah. That it was, it was a disaster with Jamal Adams. He yeah. was younger. He was cost controlled. Boot is older and more expensive. Like I'm sure there's a team out there that would trade for him for like a, a third, but the Cardinals aren't going to do that. Doesn't help the Cardinals, and no. there's no team that's going to make it enticing enough to trade one of the faces of your franchise leaders in your rock locker room. No. Just that's I mean, why it just it doesn't compute. Compute. Yeah, it's you can you can pretty much. Outside of barring any injury, and that that's almost with any any kind of qualification when, when you're talking about NFL players, but at you know 27 years old, two years left on his contract, you can say he's going to be productive those two seasons. Now you say, well, what about DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins is going to be 31 years old. He's been he was absolutely as productive as any NFL wide receiver's been. Uh, you can match his resume about against almost outside of maybe you know. Uh, half a dozen wide receivers in league history. But as far as production goes, you can't say that. You don't have almost that uh, slam dunk you know, chance that that's going to happen. But Buda Baker, I think you do for the most part. You, you know what you're going to get at this this stage in his career. So they're not just going to punt. You know, it's it's not, you know, one of these assets where it's like, hey, we've got a guy to, at the tail end of his career, DeAndre Hopkins, who wants to contend and we will will help him do so. But we're also going to get assets in return for our rebuild. You know, it's, it's just apples and oranges when I when I think about the Buda Baker situation and DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to sound like I'm being disrespectful to Buda Baker, and I don't mean this to, to, to be disrespectful. Oh, I would boy. pay Buda Baker more and more, more money for this. But I just... I get the sense what I've heard from people inside this, this, the, in the end, the nose that the Cardinals don't feel like Buddha has much leverage. And if, if they feel like that, then, you know, they take a pulse. They're talking to these other GMs on a daily basis because of the draft, because of Hopkins, like are people calling the Cardinals saying, we're going to give up the farm for Buddha Baker? No. And so they're probably in a lot of ways telling Buddha's representative, like nobody's knocking down your door to trade multiple first for you. Like, is there a team that would probably pay you what you want? Sure. But we own your rights for two years and we want you to play for us. Now, Bo put up, brought up a good point last week. And I echo this. If they're shit in the middle of the season and they've got like one win and they're one and seven, one and eight, and a team calls you and says, we need Buda Baker for a second. And mm-hmm. it, it's our piece to get us in the playoffs or a Super Bowl piece. Then you have to consider it hundred percent. You do. Same thing goes if you keep DeAndre Hopkins post-draft. But you you bring Buda Baker to camp. I think what he brings from an intangible standpoint, what he does for the other team, the younger teammates on this on this roster is invaluable. And you let him be a, and you let him rub off on these younger kids and, and be a sponge. Um, and I think he's worth his weight in gold in that. So it's a it's a fluid situation. Like I don't know how it's gonna be resolved like 18 months from now, but yeah. I'm when we're at training camp covering this team, he's going to number three is going to be running around. 
Yeah, I, he's been posted on his Instagram. Buddha Baker saying he, you know, he's he's in the best shape of his career, and he's he's bigger, he's bulkier. He, the guy has a six pack on his back. I've never seen anything like it. Like the guy is absolutely shredded. He has a six pack on his back. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, uh, he's clearly never seen me take my shirt off. <laughs> that's what I gotta say to you. <laughs> Just, just rolls. That's what yeah, you got. Hey, come on now, come on now. It's, it's not a six pack. It's just, right. it's just a guy in a t-shirt. Can we just so say that? Let's get, let's get an update on on the other side of that. Somebody <laughs> I mentioned rolls. as far as DeAndre Hopkins. And I do see people in the in the chat. Uh, there was a super chat. We'll get to it in a little bit. Ravens fan, thanks for joining the the Cardinal centric conversation. Well, well, even I think talking about DeAndre Hopkins, we might even get some Ravens talk, and then we'll answer a question about our clown XGM. But this is what Monty Osterfort had to say about uh, the DeAndre Hopkins uh, trade rumors and speculation. Um, it's you know, Greg, it's, it's similar to the Buddha conversation. I've I've had similar. Um, I've had a lot of interaction with with Hop. He's been great. Um, good discussions back and forth. Um, you know, as it pertains to his situation, I, I'm, I'm going to keep those uh, those discussions between us as well. Um, but you know, Hop, Hop's a, he's been proven to be a, a, a good player in this league and, and he's obviously a very talented player, but you know, I think productive conversations with Hop, just going to keep those between us. So not a whole lot, same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as D hops teammates, current teammates were doing the runway for the new uniforms. He was doing the r- runway the previous night for actual clothing company. Is it Adidas? Yeah. The yeah, that so, was uh, there's not much to it, right? I mean, no. DeAndre Hopkins, they're trying, he'd they, be dealt yeah. if they had a deal by now. That's the right. difference between he and Buddha, right? And, and you had the suspensions that were levied today about players that were gambling. Um, you, you know, All somebody reached correct. out to us on Twitter and, and said, Do the Lions become a player for DeAndre Hopkins services because? You know, their their second year wide receiver Jamison Williams is going to miss three or six games. And they had a, a, a way down the depth chart wide receiver who also just they just released him after he yeah. got suspended. So they're down two wideouts. You know, does that become an option? It's just like those are the things when you start to look at this market, like the market is is not what people thought. It was like, this is DeAndre Hopkins. There's going to be people that want DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to pick up the phone and call DeAndre uh, Monty Austin for it. Now it's like, there have to be different variables and scenarios that align for DeAndre Hopkins to to get the anywhere close to what your asking price might have been when Austin Ford took the job. Yeah, I just the Hopkins questions to me are just mood. I I they, if they were being honest with everybody, they'd say, "Hey guys, we've been trying to trade him for six weeks. We haven't gotten anything close to what we wanted, and we feel like things are going to pick up next week when teams feel a little bit more sense of urgency to to trade with us because they didn't get their guy." I read something before. This bowl from our guy Benjamin Albright, who I'd love to get on the show next week, by the way, to preview this franchise. Was it on the draft. Jumbotron at the D backs game? Was that what you're no. <laughs> God damn it, Mo. Uh, I I will say there there a lot of people are hearing that the kid out of Ohio State is the only receiver that could go in the first round. Now I don't Jackson, believe that. Smith. Yeah, like I don't believe that, but that's what the league thinks. Why isn't why isn't DeAndre Hopkins on a new team yet? That blows my mind. There was five receivers taken in the top twenty last year, so I, the, the, what is he going to say? The Buddha stuff, hundred percent legitimate. That's that's a player the Cardinals won on their roster this year. It's a player. It's a fresh wound. The player went public last week. The Hopkins stuff is just like, I've gotten to the point like, how quickly can we get this over with? And if you're not going to get what you want, then you need to come out and reaffirm like, hey, we're going to keep him. He's on the team. I think they'll have to do a hard pivot. If we're sitting there and we're doing uh, post-draft pressers on Saturday morning, we're about to do our show. We need to ask those gentlemen that were there, the brain trust, if Hopkins is still on the team, what's the what's the plan, guys? Yeah. I need to know. The clock's ticking. It was like fucking Rosen sitting around on day two of the draft after they took Kyler Murray, and it's like mm-hmm. Steve's, he's scrambling. Miami has a pick, then they trade down, then they finally shipped it for Rosen. But Kime had made an announcement that morning that we'll just keep two quarterbacks. Almost feels like the Cardinals. Sure. If they, yeah. yeah. Well, almost feels like <laughs> the Cardinals need to do something like that. It's like well, Hopkins is a good player. He's on our team. Like, because we're, 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 it's, it's a crunch time, man. We got to get this done. Right. Yeah. I mean, which is, is true, but it's also 
you you can hold on to them and you can create more. You 100 you know, percent hold on to them if create if a market are, are when it when around. it presents itself. But that's there's there's a lot of risk there, and and you could, you know, uh, luckily Kaim you know was able to get a second round pick. Now what he did with it was completely just a disaster, and it was it was all it was almost worse than keeping Rosen. I would argue was, drafting Andy was. Isabella was worse Getting that than pick, Rosen. passing on DK Metcalf and taking Andy Isabella. Um, no, so but. Good. And we're going to, we are getting into the kind conversation here soon. And I saw that our guy, Neil was, he said, good job guys, but I'm getting out of here before I hear his name and gets triggered, which I, I can understand. And I can, I can appreciate that's very fair. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just you to roll the dice on that and, and trying to cash in it's before Deandre Hopkins becomes a seventh round pick swap, like Allen Robinson. That, you know, can't, that, that can't happen. Yeah. I mean, that, DeAndre cool. Hopkins can't be on the if you, team. If you, if you misplay your hand, it, it's with, with the the amount of money. Like you have to be, you have to be willing to go a certain way, uh, amount of the way as far as taking on some of the contract. Which I I wouldn't think that the Cardinals should have a true issue with because they're no. trying to clear up future dollars, but also get and recoup valuable assets for the future. DeAndre Hopkins, if we wrap. On Friday night, we're going to do a four-hour show. It's going to be awesome from studio. If Diop's on the team Friday night, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say, you he needs to be on the team now. Do not settle for scraps on day three. I love D3, day three players. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to love them enough because they've been not very good under Steve Keim. But we're excited to be reinvigorated with the fourth, fifth, sixth. So that's your that's that's when you're officially hitting the panic button. Is, is if I'm gonna start breaking shit in the studio Friday night, if they come out and they don't trade him and they don't get an offer, and it's 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 Saturday, I'm gonna break some shit. Yeah, get Are the you? bat ready, get the club ready. I'm coming in there. If <laughs> if they trade DeAndre Hopkins on day three, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna your, lose your it. timing could not have been worse, sir. You got insurance. You're good. You got insurance. I look. I'm not gonna lose my mind. Are you sitting down with us? Sit down with Saul Saul Bookman's gonna join us. On wow! The look who it is, Mr. Sons. We're we're gonna get the conversation about uh, the cards old GM, but our current GM is is gonna join the conversation here on PHNX Cardinals. Look, I I'm not like I said though. It becomes it. You you start moving. Yeah. Where. You, the checkpoints of where you think it would be, you could trade DeAndre Hopkins. And I, I'm not going to sit there and, and curse Monty Austin for his name if DeAndre Hopkins is still wearing a Cardinals uniform or on the roster come day three of the draft. Saul Bookman, can you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth round pick? Fuck no. <laughs> that's right. They can, then exactly. Hell no, no, then that's. Listen, then, you you can't trade DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth round pick the year after you traded your first round pick for Hollywood Brown. You can't do that. That's, as you would put it, gross negligence. It's gross <laughs> negligence. Uh, bingo. Then you need to keep him. Write those fat checks, Michael Bidwell. We saw Michael Bidwell last night. Uh, I want to. I want to get Saul Bookman. I haven't heard Saul Bookman's opinion on the new uniforms yet. So I want to. I want to start with that in the next segment. Don't you dare say anything. But first, I want to tell you guys about our <laughs> friends at Circle K. I stopped off on on my way home from Phoenix last night at Circle K. I loaded up. Snacks, score bar, monster energy drink. Love it. Live it every day with our friends at Circle K. Stock up. We got Suns Playoff on deck. You picked the most 1980s candy ever. (laughs) I love Heath. I love Heath. It's my favorite. I also love our friends at Circle K. Best coffee, best beer, best snack selection. Premium gas at not a premium price. Make sure you're not missing out. All the great stuff at Circle K for Peaks Beer. Monster Energy, Red Bull, 12 packs of beer for just 10 bones, iced coffee, Polar Pops, whatever you want. One-stop shop. It's five minutes from my house here in the Copa. I hit it on the reg. You should, too. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find the nearest Circle K to you. Again, that's CircleK.com slash store locator, Bo. Johnny, you were in the office yesterday. You ordered some Shady Rays. You had them delivered here. You picked them up. What do you think? Aces. I threw out... Let's just say a couple name brand shades are in the trash. They were overdue. They were overdue. I got some collecting some dust in my truck. Yeah, they're they're trash. Shady Rays, my wife saw them, immediately tried to steal them. I had to give her the old (laughs) Danny Tomlinson stiff arm. No, no, no. Those are mine. 
Go get your own. I got my Shady Rays. I wear them inside because I'm that cool. So does our GM Saul Book, but go. he's got his Shady Rays on. Right. I've got mine. I, I'm not too, I can't I can't pull off sunglasses inside. If I did, though, they'd be some Shady Rays. You got to take advantage of them having the best deal of this season with the sun out. Seemingly, what, uh, 19 hours a day here in Phoenix. You need some nice sunglasses, and it's bearing down on you. For our listeners, our viewers exclusively, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal. ShadyRays.com. Use the code PHNX to get 50% off two pairs of glasses, polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. Five stars across the board from over 250,000 people. It's not just Saul, myself, Johnny, Emma saying that the Shady Rays are the shit. It's 250,000 people saying so. Check them out for yourself. Use that code PHNX and get 50% off your pairs of sunglasses. ShadyRays.com. Cardinals unveiled new uniforms last night. We were there. We gave our opinion last night. We had a pre- and post-game show. By now, everybody's seen them. Saul Bookman, they unveiled three different uniforms, color schemes. Give me your overall consensus on the new threads, my man. I like them. I like them. Nice. Like, uh, listen, I, I thought you guys broke down very well why you should and should not like them. Uh, first of all, I thought I love the 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 point that you guys made about it just being it's it's a change and a change enough to take away from the bad jerseys of before, but not so drastic that you can't add to it in the future. And that's mm-hmm. what I like the most about it. Like, uh, I do think at some point the Arizona State flag has got to be re- represented in some way, shape, or form on some one of those three uniforms, if not all. Like, I, I think that's that was probably the biggest miss from last night. But I vibe with the colors. I li- I love the white jerseys. The, the yeah. white, the whole white set is cool. I actually like the red. I like the Arizona on the front, uh, mostly because it does, it does very much look like the Arizona Wildcats, and I'm okay with that, people. So, uh, and then the black, uh, you know, the black, they tweak the black just a little bit enough. Uh, for it to almost look the same as it used to be, but uh, with the with the accents that kind of you know bring it a little bit more current than it was. So I, I'm I'm a big fan all the way around. I uh, I gave it probably a solid B plus, um, and we talked about it on the pre show. They could have screwed this up. They could have gone some crazy color scheme, zigzags, right? More piping. They could have doubled down on what didn't work, and they I think they threw it back to the Cardinals of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Tried to modernize it a little bit. And to your point, Saul, it's like, this is a blank canvas now. You can add patches and mismatches and do do what you need to do over the course of the next 10 to 15 years. But you tell me that those those road uniforms aren't going to aren't gonna play. Those aren't going to mm-hmm. look fantastic on your I, TV. I will say this, though, uh, for all the anti-yellow people. Yeah. Um, I, I would have liked to seen some variants of, like, black and yellow and red. Okay. Uh, I think that would have... If, if you did it right, I think it could really pop. The problem is, is that the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams have gone all yellow before. And mm-hmm. it, eh, it's, uh, you know, you didn't want to look like them, especially Kansas City. I think Kansas City complicated a lot of things when it came to the yellow, to be honest yeah. with you. Because if you, if, you, if you went all red with a, a few yellow highlights or vice versa, then you would look like the Chiefs, and especially because they, they brightened the red. And so I, I think that was probably a big concern of theirs. So they went with silver instead. And uh, I, I think if if there was one glaring miss because they did introduce the gray and silver, why not have an all gray silver uniform? And I think that that's a, po- a possibility. Like yeah. now you're opening up those options by introducing another color. Uh, color rush, baby. For, for everybody that, that said they're boring and – like the simplicity doesn't equal boring, right? And then if yeah. you look across any of the rankings each and every season, what top uniforms do you see? You see the Bears, you see the Lions in there, you see like the real simple uniforms, and there's not much to them. It's like you got the color jersey, jersey, you got a couple stripes on the sleeves, and you've got something that's just kind of a classic football uniform with a little just kind of taste, just a little taste of what your organization's about. And the Arizona Cardinals have that on all three of their jerseys. The only thing I'm not big on is the lack of continuity between the red and then the two, you know, the, the white and the black, right? Because I think the white and black are fantastic. The more I look yeah. at the black, you look at it up close, you look at the details on the sleeves, uh, and it's unbelievable. But the red, it's just like, it just deviates from the rest of it. It's like, you could have just gone uniform with the uniforms across the board, and I would have been happy with that. 
the red on red is really the first time they've ever done this. If you look back 70s and 80s, white with red bottoms, white on white on the road. And even when they got to Arizona, it was a white jersey. And so like a two-tone in the early 2000s. Now it's just like we're going all in on, on red. They've done red on red before. Have they? Oh, yeah. A million percent they've done red on yeah, red before. Yeah, with, with, with two-tone, though, with, with uh, no. white segmented areas. No, they no. do. Okay. Yeah, they've done red on red. Yeah, they, they did red tops and red bottoms before. Couple okay. maybe twice last season. Okay. Well, yeah, I, Johnny, I don't only a year ago. I don't remember. I blocked that. I blocked the 2022 season out. I, I for me <laughs> did you, so did the Cardinals. Did you block <laughs> out right. uh Steve Keim? Did you you see Steve Keim continues his uh Steve Keim I guess publicity tour? Hold up, hold I up. Need, let, me, let, me, let me do this real quick. I need some this tats. Quick. This is the Steve Keim publicity <laughs> tour. Let's go. Let's go, guys. I see. Look I, at this guy. Look at I'm learning that on national TV. Saul's got some ink, and I've just learned today that Steve Kime has some ink on his arms. Look at those. Both of his arms are tatted. Well, you can't see it. I took this screen capture on the left. You can't see his left arm. It's fully tatted. Also, he's got like Randy also, Orton sleeves. One of those things, uh, notable players, is not like the other. Two, one. Well, and two <laughs> of them are not true. I mean, he didn't draft so, Clay as Campbell. Uh, yeah, he didn't draft, he didn't, yeah, he didn't draft Patrick Peterson. He he took over GM Reigns in 2013. And they've got I love that they've got Josh Rosen on here. So it's like <laughs> Kyler Murray, good, Buda Baker, good, Tyron Matthew, really good. Patrick Peterson, he didn't draft him. Kalis Clay is Campbell, he didn't draft him. And then you look at Colin Coward, he's he's giving the the, the look that all of us are giving listening to Steve Kime. Oh, they're buddies though. They they, they text are. all the time. They That's are how he close. opened the interview. And yeah. I'm I'm done. So I watched the Steve Kime with Chris Long hour long podcast, and that was about it. That's all I needed. I wanted to see what he was up to, but now I, I'm tired of hearing from the guy. He, I'm gonna he, make a. He shows no, no. He's not apologetic at all of the state that he left this organization, he, and all he wants to do is talk about the good times. It's because he make just a, got out of Mexico. <laughs> got out of a Mexican prison. You just know that he was stuck in jail out there. Come on now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm going to make a prediction. He is going to do circles around Radio Row next year and the combine like these ex-GMs that go into TV. We're going to have an opportunity to talk to him in the next 18 months. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Are you, are you saying I shouldn't no, burn it? No, right you can burn it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I, I, Thomas I'm, o- I'm over it. This, it, it took think, one interview and then two seconds into the cowherd thing today. I'm like, this I'm sick of this. Like it's one. So like there's a tale of two comebacks, right? There's the Ryan leaf thing where he takes his medicine. He's transparent. He's apologetic about kind of the scumbag he was. And now he's, he's a, he's a good talking head on TV. He's he's truthful. And then this is just Steve kind of pretending like nothing happened. He's like, Oh, I'm just here now. Well, how did you get here? And he has Uh, no want to talk about it. Yeah. But he's the winningest GM in franchise history. And I think he probably sticks his chest out a little bit, figuratively and literally. Also the drunkest one. Yeah, probably. That that this franchise is a dumpster fire, and I've left. And look at the owner; he was he was a crazy guy. I'm, you know, I got out of there just in time, guys. That he'll get GM interviews. You watch; he'll mm. be in the cycle next year. He'll have a, he'll have a GM interview. There's of no way. He will. No, there's not. So. No way. You think it's not a, a chance? You think it's over? 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 Yes. I mean, league wide, I don't. He might have friends in in the entertainment industry, but as far as front offices in the NFL, giving him a realistic chance. Yes. I mean, Matt Patricia is still getting jobs. It's, yeah, it's but a, Matt Patricia didn't have a club. list of scandals the size of freaking your Rolodex, Johnny. But and yeah. Patricia's not even close to being the DC in Philly. Like he's he's a defensive like consultant. He, I mean, you might see Steve Kime resurface, and he even said this to Chris Long. Like I might do some consulting, and you like you and I scoff at that. Like okay. Sure. Uh, but are you going to let somebody let him anywhere close to running their front office? I don't think so. Like what Ryan isn't Ryan Grigson still sniffing around the NFL. Doesn't he still have a job? I mean, just, I think he got hired by somebody not too long ago, maybe Jacksonville. I, these guys, it's an old boys club. You guys know this. I, I think he'll be back in some capacity. Yeah. I saw that today. I was horrified, but I think we better get used <laughs> to it. It's horrifying. He's, he's just, He's going to be around. You know what he said? Gonna... He told Colin Gallagher this straight face. He said, uh, you know, I, he prided himself in his ability to evaluate quarterbacks. <laughs> Logan Thomas, uh, yeah. Josh Rosen, and then Kyler Murray. Yep. Electing to Kyler Murray. Did you see the the clip 
that he talked about Nick Bosa. They took Nick Bosa yeah. out to dinner, and then they were walking out, and Nick Bosa put his hands or arms around get Cliff and Kime, and he goes, you guys are going to take that little quarterback, aren't you? And I'm going to haunt you guys for the rest of your careers. That's what he said to him, and he admitted that on the show. And listen. And then they Tyler were like, Murray. jokes on you. We're only here for like three more years, and then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. We will be fired long before that. <laughs> uh, Maddie, four ninety nine super chat. Thank you so much, Maddie. Ravens fan, but I come for the Steve Kime drama. Yeah. Hell yes, Plenty you guys should do it. Yes, do a documentary on him and all the mishaps. I, I think we need to purge Steve Kime. We need a clean slate, and then maybe revisit it in a couple of years. Because I do think, I don't think time's gonna gonna do this relationship well. I think it will with like a Patrick Peterson. But I, we need to. It's so refreshing to watch Monty Austin for it talk at press conferences and i don't know if the guy can draft worth a shit but it's not, not steve to find Kime. out it's, yeah, it's to right out. it's gonna get more and more like steve kime they're gonna add to that that uh, graphic again it's like he drafted and developed kurt warner <laughs> even though like he, yeah. he came here as a free agent Rod it's dramatic and kurt warner's revival yeah. in the desert all right Saul. uh i want to get your opinion because we're six days away from the 2023 nfl draft we're hoping to see you at the watch party in Tempe next week. Is there but any doubt? Is there any well, doubt? you might have a, a watch party of your own if the Suns don't wrap it up. So we're just we're making sure we're hedging Johnny, our bet here. I forgot all about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. You got You might need to drive from Glendale to Tempe back and forth. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this: ideal scenario for you, Will Anderson Jr. or trade down get some picks, take a Tyree Wilson right now, six days away. What's your preference for this franchise? Um, honestly, I, I, man, it depends on the package. Obviously mm -hmm. you want as many picks as you can get. And you're hoping that Monty Austin Fort and company aren't going to, you know, crap the bed like previous regimes that we've just spoken about literally seconds ago. So I would say trade down, but I would not go for Tyree. I'm a big Christian Gonzalez guy. Sure. I, I like I like me some C Joe. Let's go. I just made that up. Let's go. <laughs> I've been calling him Gonzo all show. I don't know if anybody calls him that. Yeah, either. he goes by Dude, Gonzo. That's such a lazy one because you have Luis <laughs> Gonzalez. Like, come on now. Rafa trade. Michael Evans trade. Kenny Wilson trade. I ain't, it better be a good package. You gotta have a good package. Yeah. Am I right? You gotta have a yeah. good package. I mean, yeah, Maybe bro. Is it doing a Roman read here? <laughs> I mean, I thought so too. <laughs> I mean, but, but if they can't find a good package, then you gotta go with Will Anderson. Yeah, if he's you, there. If he's there. That's if he's the there. Biggest question now. He's gonna be there. There ain't no fucking way he's not gonna be there. All these smoke screens. Ah, whatever. Barring uh, like a DeAndre Hopkins trade this weekend, the next time we talk to people, it's gonna be Monday. It's gonna be draft week officially. It, it is. And so perfect opportunity. This the, the primed up for draft week. You need some time away to get your mind right. Go to Octane Raceway in Maverick here in the Valley. From personal experience, we've had a tremendous time. Go-kart racing, bowling, arcades, lax throwing. Hello. We saw Frank Sanders last night at the uniform. Unveil. He was the champion at Octane when we did our little uh, get together there. He smoked everybody. Uh, there's so many. We are hoping to have him back, by the way. So. Yes, and and people have been asking where Frank and Damian are. Well, long time before the season starts. So those guys are firmly entrenched as just PHNX Cardinals personalities, uh, then, now, and forever. But in, speaking of now, book your graduation parties. April 30th, right around the corner, uh, Soul Raiders Forum for a virtual reality tournament. Hell yeah, a chance to win up to a grand. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, $5.00. Mavericks, margaritas, $5 off, two taco trios. Fantastic. They got some delicious barbecue short ribs and $15 Mexican beer buckets. This octane uh, is yeah. fantastic. Uh, May 6th, you've got UFC 288. Reserve your table now. That's a hot ticket in town. Then May 14th, Mother's Day brunch. Take your mom, significant other, whomever you want, out to Octane Raceway Maverick on May 14th. Book some fun this spring in Octane Mother's Raceway. Day brunch. Yeah. I know. That's, it's fantastic. Don't right there. Don't Why skip is Emma shaking her head? You got brunch. Uh, you got my wife would love game cards. And how about this? All moms get a free axe throwing and free race with <laughs> one big yes. So you can get just, mama in there. Uh, By the way, is my mom's birthday. Is that at Mother's the husband Day. or no? Yeah, I was just about to say, Kelsey would probably love to throw axe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more.
Absolutely. Yeah, check it out. It's a great time. Mommy needs some love. We've got some unbelievable uh, draft content headed your way between now and next Thursday. You don't want to miss out on that. So make sure you subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. You've got the alerts set up. Anytime we drop a video, you'll get alerted. Uh, we got some nice draft info coming your way. Plus, all next week, we're ramping you up. We're talking about the best draft scenario for the Arizona Cardinals. We're talking about the worst case scenarios for the Arizona Cardinals in the draft. Uh, can't wait for that, and we'll unveil some some nice things that we're going to have going on at our draft party April 27th, next Thursday at Four Peaks. Make sure you RSVP. Absolutely. I want to tell you guys about gophnx.com. Check out the works of our many talented peers, including our guy Howard Balzer. Slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Get this, 90% of all content at gophnx.com is full free. But use the promo code Howard. It helps us. Uh, yeah, it just helps everybody. Go and become a diehard, by the way. Pick up your shirt like Han Shop first did in the chat. Wear it next yeah. week to the draft party. You're going to get a free drink on Bo and I. And the party starts at 2 p.m. You get a Howard hydrate. Ha- Howard has some bangers. He does. Mm-hmm. You might and say he- he's balls or never mind. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's right. He lets <laughs> it rip, baby. The Roman everybody <laughs> almost about to happen. I've, I feel like we, we're on the show and people are like, dig into this team. And I'm just like, go read what Howard had to write at gophnx.com. Yeah, yeah he, dug uh, in. he does. He did. He digs in. We're dug in now firmly in draft season. We are just six days away. And our draft party is the kickoff of the draft season. So fired up. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star for wherever you get your podcast. Mr. Saul Bookman. Can I close out the show? You Please absolutely can. Are you ready to go? Yeah. In, in in recognition of the shirt that you're wearing, sir. Oh, uh, on the way out, can I get two claps and a woo? Woo! woo! Oh, come on, Johnny. We got to do this one more time. We're going to get two claps and a woo. Woo! woo! <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. To be the man.